Okay, jumping straight in to Perik Sheni of Hilchas Deis. This Perik is going to discuss the same Kalalim, the same rules that we brought up last time about healthy character traits and have it being emotionally healthy. And it's going to bring some Yetzim in Aklal, some places where the rule doesn't apply the rule that we said last time that a person should constantly follow the middle and balanced path. Jumping straight in. Halachal. Chilaguf. Physical sicknesses. Sicknesses of the body. What is a sign of someone that is physically sick? A sign. One of the, sign, one of the symptoms of a physically sick person is someone that he tastes Things that are bad for him, he tastes them as good and he desires them. For example, dirt, earth, whatever. And things that are good for him, proteins, bread, meat, all these things, he tastes it as bitter, he finds it disgusting. And there's some even sicker people. Not only do they taste what's bad for him as good and what's good for him as bad, they actually desire things that are bad for them. For example, earth and charcoal, and they hate the healthy things such as bread and meat. It's all based on how badly his desire for what's wrong for him is, is dependent on how sick he is. We also have, right, the Rambam, which is, I don't know if he's the one that's but the one that really actually deals with it, the emotional sickness. Emotional unhealth. So, we, the Ram also points out, the, the same is true with someone that is emotionally unhealthy. They love the, the, the bad character traits. They hate the regular and healthy and good character traits. They, they really have a hard time to bring themselves to, to, to go in this character trait. It's very hard for them. It's very hard for them based on their sickness. So this is what, what Yishai explains. That, that woe is onto these people that are interchanging and confusing what's good and what's bad and what's light and what's dark. But Lam Nemer, and on them it says, This is what it says in Mishle that they, they, they leave the regular path, the proper path, the upright path to go in the ways of darkness. So now, what is the how do you fix a person that's a chayli nefesh? How do you fix a person that is emotionally unstable, emotionally unhealthy? They should go to a therapist. That's what the Ram says. A person should go to a someone that is a chacham in reifi nefashis. The and they should and they should get healthy. And the, this chacham, the, the one that knows how to fix these. These chayli nefashis, these 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 sicknesses of the of the of the, the character, sicknesses of the, the soul. Let's call it. These chacham know how to fix it. Just like there's a doctor for a physical body, there's also doctors for a person's emotional state. So how do 
and they, they, they make them healthy, through the, the days, through the, the ways that they teach them, through the proper um, character traits that they teach them, and understanding that they teach him in the Derech HaTeba. And really, that's really the point of a, of a, of a therapist or someone that's supposed to help someone that, that, is, that, is, that is emotionally unstable or emotionally sick, is that they have to really show them and explain to them and really change their thought process to teach them the, the proper way. And someone that realizes their sicknesses. Now, there are people that are even sicker, that don't even realize that they're sick. But these people that do realize that they're sick and realize that there's something wrong with them, and they do not go to fix themselves up and to, 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 to heal themselves. This is what Shlema says. That Chachma Musar wisdom. And um, correction, the fool's score. Now, halacha base. So now the Ram is going to explain to you crash course on therapy. So how do you fix these people that are emotionally unstable, that are emotionally unhealthy? Mishu bal chema, someone that's very, very naturally angry. A person, if, how do, how do you heal such a person that's naturally angry? You bring into the other extreme. You say that if whatever happens to you, control yourself, hold yourself back, and you should, you should make as if you never feel that, felt it and let it slip. And even though in the beginning it's going to be very hard, but as you follow this path for a long time, until what will happen eventually is that you, are, you will uproot the, the anger from your heart. If he was naturally very haughty, very self-centered, shtickle of a narcissist, he should he should constantly place on himself much embarrassment. He should always sit lower than everybody else. He should always wear clothing that is worn out, that looks disgusting. As 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 um that makes the people that that dress in them very embarrassed. Until it's going to be knocked into him, or better said, knocked out of him, his haughtiness, his narcissism. And then he will return to the proper path, to the, which is the middle path that we said before, the balance path. And once he balances himself, then he should constantly follow this balanced path the rest of his days. The same is true with the rest of the days. If he's very extreme towards one extreme, a person should go and lean himself to the complete opposite and he should train himself to follow this other extreme for a long time. Until he will return to the Derech HaTev, until he will return to the proper path. And this is the Midas Beninus in all the days. Now, even though we said that 
generally a person should follow the balanced path. There are some things that a person should actually not, it's not okay for him to follow the balanced path. He must take one extreme. He has to go from one extreme to the complete opposite extreme. Now, what are they? The Raman will explain. What are they? Gave a Hardiness. It's not enough for the person should be humble. He should be very humble. He should be he should be, he should be, he should be, he should consider himself very low. It's not, it's not okay for a person to be a narcissist. He should be very humble and very low. And therefore it says by Meish that he was very humble. Doesn't say that he was humble, it says he was very humble because the proper way is not for a person only to be humble, it's that he must be very humble. He has to go to the opposite extreme of haughtiness. Therefore, the Chacham commanded, a person should be very, very humble. And the Chacham went on to say something even more drastic and even more extreme, that a person that is, that is hardy, it's as if he denies the most important fundamentals in Judaism. As it says in the Pasuk in the Vodim, that if your heart, you will, your heart will rise and your heart will become full, right, which shows an inning of hardiness and an inning of gaiva, what's going to happen? You're going to come to forget and it's going to be considered as if you forgot Hashem. And it says on, in the Gemara, it says on this that this is talking about someone that even has a tiny bit of haughtiness. From here we see that haughtiness is completely not okay. And it's not okay just to be follow the regular path. Rather, a person must go to the opposite extreme. Same is true with anger. It is an extremely bad character trait. Person, the proper thing for a person to do is to go to the complete opposite extreme. And a person should train himself never to become angry, even on things that it's proper to become angry on. Now, the Rambam said in the previous parak, yesterday's Rambam, that a person should not become constantly angry, but on things that is fit. To be angry about, a person can become angry. So how can the Rama go back in one parak later, be to himself and say, no, 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 on thing, even on things that it's fit to be angry about, you should not get angry. So the Lechem Mishnah explains that for anything that has to do with you, even if someone was paid gay at you and embarrassed you and did something that against you, that is fitting to be angry, you shouldn't get angry. If it was a personal affront, you have no right to become angry. However, if it's something like Chilu Hashem, if it's something that, why is it fitting to get angry? To protect Hashem's name. So it wasn't done to you. It's, you're not taking it as a, physical, as, as, as a personal affront to you, to your self-esteem. Rather, what's bothering you is that someone was mechal Hashem. You saw someone doing an Aver in public and you got so heated up about it. You got so angry about it. You screamed at him and you said, how could he do such a thing? It had nothing to do with your personal, nothing to do with your personal feelings, your personal self-esteem. It had to do with Hashem's name being desecrated. That's where it's fit to get angry. And only there 
you have the right to get angry. But anything that's a personal affront, you have no right to get angry. Now, if a person wants to make some sort of discipline and some order in his house, or he wants to create some discipline because he's the leader of, of a tzibur, or he's the leader of a congregation, or he's a leader, he's some sort of leader, and therefore there needs to be some sort of discipline. He should make as if he's angry. But really, he himself has to not be angry. He cannot let himself get angry. He's copying himself as if he would be angry when he's angry, but he's really truly not angry. You want to know how bad anger is? It's as if you were served by the Zara. And it said, and the Chacham said that anybody that, that gets angry, im Chacham, who if he's a wise person, his Chachma will leave him. And if he's a Navi, if he's a prophet, Hashem will no longer reveal to him. And the Rambam adds that a person that is constantly angry, their life is not a life, they're never living a truly, never really truly enjoying life, never coming to terms with it because they're constantly getting angry. Therefore the Chacham said you have to distance yourself from anger and that he should he should distance himself that he shouldn't even feel any a physical or personal affront to him. This is the They get people um, embarrass them, and they did not embarrass them in return. They hear. How people um, scorn them and they do not scorn in return. Everything they do, they do to their fellow and do for Hashem in love. Doesn't matter what the person did to them. And they're happy and they receive any, any hardships that fall upon them. This is what the Pesach says. This is what the Pesach says. And even as it discussed in Tanya, that a person that goes through hardships and a person that... That, that suffers, right? And he doesn't, he doesn't suffer and make others suffer. Not angry. He, does, he, said, he, doesn't, he doesn't not settle with himself. He accepts it and he accepts it with love because he realizes this is Hashem's plan and he doesn't let himself get angry. This is what it's this, about these people. It says that when Mashiach will come, they will shine like the sun coming in its full strength. maybe a machshavazara. That it shows us the beauty of accepting. A person can't always be at odds with his fate. Right? A person, oh, how can this happen to me? How can that happen to me? How could he do this to me? That's a midarah alimu'id, is what the Rambam says. You can't let yourself get angry. You can't let yourself be at odds with your fate, be at odds with others. Besides for the fact that as the Rambam says, it's like serving Avleid Zarah. But practically, as the Rambam brings out, in chayim chayim, this is not a life. You're never truly living. You're never growing. You're never flourishing. You're never happy. You're always at odds. And therefore, the Rambam is coming to teach us the beauty of accepting. When it comes to a hard situation, when it comes to a challenge, when someone stands up against you, 
Don't be at odds. Don't get angry. Accept. Love. How can you do that? So the Torah tells us. Tanya speaks about it. Tanya says how this is only from Hashem's deeper love. And sometimes the, the deepest love can only be expressed in sometimes a little bit of a bitter way. But there are ways that the Torah gives us, there are tools that the Torah gave us to deal with these things. But the answer is not being at odds. Because that's not a life. You're not living. My own thoughts on this halacha. Halacha dalit. A person should always constantly try to be quiet. Never, not always babbling his head off. He should only speak about or things of chachma, things of, of worth, or things that he, he needs to, to survive. It says about Rav that he never was sach a sicha betelam kol yamav. He never said a, a bottle, in other words, something unnecessary his entire life. And now, most of the thing, most of the people actually speak useless things. And, and even the things that his body needs, he shouldn't speak too much about it. He shouldn't constantly be talking about it. And this is what it says, the Chum said that anybody that talks too much brings on himself sin. And the Chum also said, as we know, in Pirkei that we just learned, that we do not, there's nothing as good to the body and as good for you Silence. And even in Divri Torah and Divri Chachma, in things of worth, words of worth, a person shouldn't talk too much about them. What does that mean? He should He should always try to say the least possible words that contain the most amount of taichin, that contain the most amount of. Um, Worth. This is what the Cham said. This is what it says in the Gemara that a person should always teach his Talmidim in a short way. What does it mean short way? Should, that doesn't mean that he shouldn't explain it to them properly. No. It means that he shouldn't over explain. He should explain his words should be filled with meaning. If the man speaks a lot, but the point he's trying to bring out is a, is a small point. That's stupidity. This is what it's speaking about. This is what this passage is referring to. Hey. If a person wants to protect his wisdom, it says offense to wisdom is silence. A person shouldn't be very quickly to answer. If a person asks you a question, think first. Don't jump to the answer. Even if you think you know the answer, are, do you really understand the question? And even if you do, what are you jumping to answer to? Think about it again. The person shouldn't con- be speaking constantly. He should, constantly, he should teach his students calmly without screaming and without too over-explanation. This is what the Shlemi said. The Chachamim 
their words are heard when they say it benachas. And it teaches us the point that they're not getting over too much, as we say. Overbearing, overdramatic. Now this is very interesting. Halacha. A person is, is usher to be noihig himself in an unhonest manner. Chalukah is, is inhonest, is not, is not honest. Upitoi is, is um, you know, seducing. And a person shouldn't have one, thi- have one thing in his, in his mouth and feel completely differently in his heart. What, what, what a person feels is what he should express. But also, it's also to steal. Well, now that, that means it's, it's also to trick. The halacha teaches us also to trick people. Even it gives an example. It's usher to teach a nachri. It's not. It's also to sell to nachri meat that you is kosher meat or you is was shechted according to proper standards. Even if it wasn't. Now, according to the guy, it makes no difference, right? Let's say you're even selling it to him for the same price. What problem did he do? He didn't scan. He didn't steal any money. The etzim fact that you tricked him, that you lied to him, that is an Aveda. That is awesome. You can't sell a guy, you can't sell anybody really, a shoe that you claim was made out of a kosher animal's hide, where it really was just a regular animal that died naturally. What difference does it make? makes no difference whether the shoe is of an animal that was shafted properly or wasn't shafted properly. That makes no difference to the, to the shoe. But nevertheless, because you are lying, because you're not telling things the way they are, you, you, that's called Gneva Stas, and that's awesome. Now, some, the Rabbim goes to an even, more, even, even greater extreme. Let's say you want to make your friend feel good. You're not a bad person. You don't want to, you're not even trying to trick him. All you're doing is you want to make your friend feel good. So you invite him over to your house for Shabbos. And you know that he never eats out for Shabbos. And you try to convince him and try to say, look, you're, so good. Look, you're such a good friend of mine. Come, come for Shabbos. And you know he's not going to take you up in your offer, but it makes him feel good that you care about him so much. But you know that the reason you're inviting him, you can't have guests for the Shabbos for whatever reason. You're inviting him because you know he's going to make him feel good. That's us, because you know in your mind he's not going to take up your, you take you up in your offer. You want and you constantly want to try to give him presents, and you know he's not going to accept. The only reason you're buying him presents because you know that he's not going to receive it. That's also awesome. Or, for example, you could you have a new barrel of wine that you need to open for because. That's your business, that you sell wine. And you, you finish the other barrel, and a friend's eating over, and you say, you know what, we have such hush of a guests, come, let's open a new barrel for our hush of a guests. The truth is, you would have opened that barrel anyways, because you, you need to open barrels, barrels to sell. Because you don't sell full barrels, you sell portions. But you say it's, it's because of the hush of a guest. 
Now, what difference does it make? You didn't steal anything from him. You didn't do anything to him. Nevertheless, the fact that you were because you tricked him, because you made it th- you made him think one thing when the opposite, when the when that wasn't complete, when that wasn't true, that's awesome. Vafilu mila even one one word of pitoy of of um, tricking of smooth tongueness of seduction seduction I don't know exactly how to say it shall give us that's usher even one word that is usher ele sfas ms veruach nach in levtar mikol amal vahamis proper the proper way is that a person should have a clean and a completely true tongue and what he feels he should say he should express and he shouldn't trick loya adam balschik halachazayin loya he adam balschik a person shouldn't be constantly laughing and making fun of people. And he shouldn't be constantly depressed. He should be happy. If a person is too happy, that brings a person to sin. And a person shouldn't be constantly jumping and breaking free in laughter. Um, that's, that's not good. A person shouldn't be constantly sad and 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 mourning should always receive everybody and should always constantly be um content shouldn't be running after money shouldn't be lazy and running away from work he should have a good eye he should he should work as much as he needs and the rest of his time he should spend learning Torah. The and whatever he does, the little that he does, he should be happy with it. He shouldn't be constantly fighting with people, and he shouldn't be he shouldn't be jealous with it. He shouldn't be constantly a very um, person that constantly runs after desires. Desires and he shouldn't run after um, covet. This is what the Chacham said: jealousy, pleasure. And covet and honor drive man from this world. What's the klal of the klal of this thing? Based on what all everything that we said, a person should constantly follow the regular path, balanced path in each character trait. Until all of his days, except for the ones that we mentioned before, should constantly be balanced in the middle. This is what Shleim says that you should constantly weigh your weigh your paths. You should constantly weigh yourself um, to find to make sure that you're going on the proper path.